Welcome to the Secret Lives of Expanders. This is where you get to meet and learn from those who have done things completely outside the box. The idea is to introduce you to these entrepreneurs, creators, healers who have done really wild things to help us expand our consciousness. This episode is just so cool. I had Frederick Dodson on the show, and he's kind of a big deal. He has written 50 plus books in seven languages. Seems like he's also lived about 17 lives with all the things that he has done, places he's lived, languages he speaks, experiences he has had. I actually came across his work uh, many years ago and use a lot of his tools and also teach them inside of Elevate Club. Now, while this episode was really self-serving because I was starstruck and I had some questions about the work that he has done, so I asked him those questions and needed clarification, but I also think that you are going to literally love this episode. It's actually kind of a funny story slash synchronicity um, in how I was able to get him on the show because he typically doesn't do uh, podcasts. So we started out the conversation with uh, his experience with aliens and how he was abducted as a child. So it, we're about to get out of the box, you guys. And um, we talked about reality creation. We talked about parallel lives. So. Get ready for this very outside-the-box conversation. If you are an Elevate student, I know you will love this conversation because we already talked about talk about a lot of these concepts as well as the practical aspect of how to apply this and create the life and business of your dreams. Elevate Club, as you know, is a little bit of quantum physics, a little bit of entrepreneurship, and so the conversation today is going to resonate with you if you are already in Elevate Club. And if you're not and you want to join our community, which is a little bit out there, a little woo-woo and and a lot of, uh, you know, above, down, inside, out. And if this resonates, check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me. So that's E-L-I-V-A-T-E dot me or just connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram or Facebook and ask your questions. As always, enjoy this very special episode with Frederick Dodson. Subscribe and connect. All right. Hello. Hello. And welcome to Secret Lives of Expanders. I am super excited and jazzed up to have one of my favorite authors here today. Um, We'll hopefully share how I got him on the Zoom call. Um, Such an impossible task. And, And I hope to introduce his work to you because it's had such a profound um, effect in my life. Um, His name is Frederick Dodson. He is the author of more than 50 books. I can say I haven't read all of them, but I've I've read enough or listened to enough of them to know that it's just incredible. Um, He's written these books in seven languages. He's a success coach, um, consciousness researcher, and international speaker. Um, he's also lived all over the place, born in the U S lived in Germany and, um, 
is also in New Zealand, and currently he lives in Florida. And uh, he puts on seminars. Highly recommend that you check out his books, his seminars, his websites, all of those things. We'll put all the links in the show notes so you guys will have access to that. Um, but the reason I have him on here is because he's been crucial in uh, my ability to be able to expand my consciousness. So really, it's for my uh, personal uh, information. I have so many questions. Thank you so much for giving me your time and welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. I'd like to share how I got on the show. I get these pod podcast requests um, every other week. And some I say yes to, some I say no to. It always depends on my mood. If I'm not in the mood, I just say no. And the day I got the email, I was at a place called Lake Nona in Orlando, Florida. I'd never been to the place before. I didn't even know why I was there. Uh, we were in the car and said, let's, let's check this place out. It looks kind of weird. So we went in. And there I am at Lake Nona. And I'm scrolling through my phone and see an email from Nona. So that sealed the deal for me. That, that for me was a sign I need to be on this podcast for some reason. So there you go. All right. Well, let me tell you my side of the story. I sent out um, probably four emails. And the first three emails I sent out in the first chunk of time, they all bounced back. And then it took some time. Like I just let it go. I took it as a sign. I was like, all right, maybe maybe this is a sign. This is not it. Then I took some time off and then I sent, I was like, let me try one last time. I sent the email. It was actually my, on my end, I hadn't put the right email. I had a, a misspelling or something. And then I sent the email and then it went through. And I think almost immediately, or by the time I woke up, I was in Italy at the time. Universal timing, divine timing. I love that. All right, cool. So um, I am super curious to know, um, with everything that you teach, going back to even your childhood, I know some of these experiences you've explained in your books, but for those who are not, who haven't read your books yet, do you feel like back in your childhood, there was something special about you uh, to experience the things you've experienced, to understand the things you understand and, and write about the things that you've experienced? A lot happened in my childhood that wouldn't normally happen to a kid. So I, I, I know that I came here already full of stuff. It's like I came here on mission, came mm -hmm. here with a package because I left my body as a kid frequently. And I got visitations frequently. I sometimes uh, got abducted. <laughs> Mm. and woke up with with marks on my skin all kinds of stuff i um went to other realms i went to places that looked heavenly and places that looked hellish all that happened to me so i started reading when i was eight years old looking for an explanation and i started with science fiction and fantasy thinking i'd find a explanation there i'm a kid i have no idea what's going on you know mm -hmm. then i asked my teachers asked my parents nobody can tell me what's going on so i start reading uh science then i start reading religion then i start reading everything and by the time i'm 12 i have my 
my room packed with books, an entire library. Mm-hmm. And my, my parents said, what is wrong with this kid? Why don't you go out playing with, with other kids? I did, you know, I like to play soccer and all, but I preferred to read. And people ask, what's wrong with this kid? Why does kid, this kid? Actually, it's a good thing to want to read. And I have that to this day. I love to read. I'm still learning. I, um, I'm never going to stop learning. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to say, now I know. Because mm-hmm. the more you know, the more mysterious it gets and the more there's still to know. Mm-hmm. The answer is yes, it all started in childhood. Mm. So, um, how would you, uh, to, uh, do you have kids? Yes. Okay. Do your kids have similar things happen to them? Not that I know of. No. Okay. I'm curious what you would recommend to parents who have children who have those experiences because you've been on the other side of it and your parents were like, yeah, what's going on? Or they didn't know, they didn't give you any answers. But if someone has a child who has those kinds of abilities, what would you tell them? What advice would you give? I'd assume that kids are still in touch. My experience is the kids are still in touch. That's what makes kids special. Old people and kids, and then middle age, we kind of lose touch and we get very focused here on success and all that. So assume kids can see things that you can't see, hear things that you can't hear. Mm. Is that what you'd you'd also say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen things in my children. I personally, myself, I used to have and still do and can elicit out-of-body experiences. Um, But it wasn't something that was like nurtured or... You know, like that it's okay to do that. It was something that was like off. You don't talk about it or something wrong. Yeah, it's a strange world we live in where it's wrong. So weird, you know, so alienating. These are natural, normal experiences and they're seen as wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's something that's a big step for any parent to stop seeing it as wrong and start supporting it. And asking, yeah, well, so who is this you're you're seeing? Mm-hmm. Like with pets too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pets know, kids know. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. Um, very cool. So I want to talk about I've I've read a couple of your books, Parallel Universes of Self, Levels of Energy, and Reality Creation, and a couple other ones, like either on Audible or I've read them, but One of the ones, uh, you have some really, literally everything, every sentence, every paragraph, such a gem. Um, One of the things you talk about, uh, I think it's in the, it must be in the parallel universes of self, where you give the example of the highways, right? And I'd never heard that explanation of the parallel lives before, and it really made sense to me, where you enter somewhere and there's all these highways that you are you can kind of access. And this idea that you have access to all the versions of yourself, the version who's an entrepreneur, the version who's poor, the version who's a mom, the version who's not. And this idea that you can access that version. And I know you go through the pure technique and a whole bunch of other tools that you offer in your books, but how do how do you help someone wrap their heads around the reality that that such a thing is is real or is or it exists? Like, 
Well, if someone's less open-minded, and that includes most people, I'll explain it in a different way. Mm -hmm. I won't explain it with highways. I'll say, look, if you imagine that there's like a different version of everything, a different version of you, a better version of you, the next best self, and then the next best, and there's a different version of this project, worse, it can get so much worse, it can get so much better, and a different version of this neighborhood. Imagine this neighborhood at level two, imagine it at level five, imagine it at levels 10. I do these games with people all the time. If they can compare and contrast in this manner, regardless of whether parallel universes exist or not, that is immensely helpful for a person to know who they are at the next higher level, mm -hmm. to know who they are when they start declining, who they become. You know, do you remember yourself on level three? Oh, that's a typical level three statement right there. That's how I talk to my coaches. You know, you're why are you acting like a level three today? Let's see the level uh, six version. Okay, not too high. Level six may too be. Let's try a level five. That's it. So if you were a level five, how would you dress today? Would you show up in um, your pajamas or maybe a pair of jeans? That's good. How would you dress at level eight and so forth and so on? So there's different versions of us. And each version eats something else, speaks something else, acts differently. And you can, I say in my book, Parallel Universes, you can already today enter that higher version of you. And in so doing, other things are going to start happening. You'll perceive other things. You'll attract other people and things. And that's not even metaphysical. That's just common sense. I can explain the whole thing with common sense words. Mm hmm. So um, that's interesting. I love that. Do you have to have because it's basically an identity, right? Like a level one is an identity that you are being and then level eight is a whole different identity that you're being. Do you have to define those different identities? Like what am who am I at level eight? Would you have to know who you are and define the characteristics so that you can access it? I think it's immensely valuable to know who you would be at the next higher level. Yes, you don't have to define everything in detail, but I sometimes do. Even just a vague feeling or a vague image of who you'd be could be enough to step into it, to gravitate in that direction. But sometimes I have people, people who struggle with this, I have them define every single thing about a level eight, mm. assuming they're level seven. Okay, so you're a level seven, you want to get to eight. Um, what does level eight eat that level seven doesn't eat? What does level, how does level eight walk and talk? Mm -hmm. And the whole, the whole gamut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had somebody ask me as I was explaining this concept, they asked me, well, isn't that kind of like pretending? What would you say to that? Isn't that kind of like not real because you're pretending just to be quote unquote somebody that you're not? Well, there's a difference between being someone you're not and being authentically your best self, your mm. highest level. Mm. So if I choose, I'll explain it this way. If, I, if I'm at level six and mm. try to jump to level 10, it's inauthentic, mm. too big of a jump. So I need to stay close to who, who I already am. Mm. and emphasize parts of me that are already there. Mm. 
Okay. Does that makes sense. Yeah, it makes absolute sense. Um, so for someone who's listening, we I have a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening to this podcast, for example. So they come with this. I have this vision. I have this idea. I want a certain thing about my business or my life to happen. They they kind of uh, come with a set of goals. And would you say that the goal, if it's kind of a stretch goal, something that's out there, you sort of would have to access the specific identity or walk into that parallel life that has access to that identity that matches the frequency of that particular goal. Yeah. Very well put. The best question a person can ask themselves, in my opinion, is who would I have to be mm. to easily attract this and this? Mm. Who would I have to be to easily attract this and this? So if I wanted to be rich, who would I have to be to easily attract that? If I wanted marriage, who would I have to be? And so forth. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, um, what do you think is the most difficult thing, um, in your work for people to understand? It's easier than they think. I, I know that now after I already thought my books are easier, but it's even easier than it says in my books. So if I could go back and correct something, it's easier. I just didn't know how easy it is. Mm. It's e difficult to understand that they've been misinformed about how stuff works. That's a tough one to acknowledge that the way you think things work is not the way it works. They've been taught in school and in their upbringing a certain way of seeing things and things work this and this and this way, it's the most difficult to coach people who are highly educated mm. because they're, yeah, it's it's really hard. Whereas with naive and stupid people, it's easy for them to manifest because they're, they're dumb. They don't have all this, these beliefs. Mm. So they're, they're, they can program themselves so easily. They're so naive. It's like, really, this can come true for me. And I'm like, sure it can. It can come true tomorrow. And the next thing you know, uh, it came true, Mr. Dotson. And I'm like, sure it did, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but whereas all these, these really educated people they're they have too many beliefs. So the most difficult thing is, realizing things are not do not work the way you think they do mm. and accepting that because man it is probably the biggest challenge to sift through or bypass the left brain all the logical quote unquote logical the things that we are conditioned or the patterns that we are conditioned to know right to bypass that and then get into the right brain or get into the place of actually accepting something different as a reality and it can be scary yeah. yes and, yeah so um Tell me a little bit about your journey. Like, how did you write 50 books? You you seem pretty young. How do you write 50 books in a short amount of lifespan? And yeah, how all the things you have accomplished. What is your secret sauce? You go with what fascinates you. Mm -hmm. You go with what creates the electricity in you. That's the secret sauce. Mm -hmm. You got to go... 
if something doesn't fascinate you, you discard it. For example, I've written like 20 books on the reality creation subject. It just doesn't fascinate me anymore because it's too easy. Mm. So it doesn't create that electricity. And people are like, when are you going to write your next reality creation, law of attraction, blah, 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 blah. And I say, I'm never going to write one again, ever. You know, I don't want to. I've written 20. That should be enough. If that's not enough, you really got a problem. I need to go with what electrifies me. So I go to the next thing that electrifies me and I go in that direction. And if you do that, you keep young and healthy because you're constantly electrified by your work. Mm, okay. So how do you determine if something is like pulling you and it's electrifying you, like you were just, you're uh, mentioning versus you don't want, like, if you look at a subject and you're like, that doesn't excite me, but I know sometimes it can be tricky because the thing that doesn't, for me, that doesn't excite me, how do I distinguish and make sure that that's, I'm not just staying comfortable with what I like or what I seem to be just excited or pulled towards? How do I determine the difference between the two? Well, you feel it in the beginning where it pulls you to you can sometimes feel it as a energy in the head or the chest by the way and or or a real high interest and then you go in that direction and then usually with most things certain resistances come up mm. problems and challenges mm. and you need to have the willpower to go through those you don't say oh now it no longer excites me i give up you start with an excitement and that generates the energy to go through all the problems and challenges with willpower to achieve wherever it's taking you. Mm. So there's a, a combo there of willpower and following your bliss. Okay. That's the secret sauce, actually. That's the Those are the two ingredients. It's okay. not just one or the other. Because mm -hmm. if you only willpower things, you end up burned out. Mm -hmm. And if you only bliss things, you end up nowhere. <laughs> mm, that is so true. Well, I've definitely experienced the burnt out part of it. Um, now, have you always known all this stuff? Like, did you make some mistakes along the way? Did you, what was like a challenging part in your life or a challenging time in your life that you wish you had done differently based on what you know now? Well, um, we all make mistakes and we should always make mistakes because if we're not making mistakes, it means we're not making decisions. And if we're not making decisions, we're not progressing. We're not growing. We're not expanding. The universe is always expanding. And so should we. And that entails a lot of mistakes. I made so many mistakes. The difference is I'm not like in school where a mistake is wrong or bad. A mistake is a lesson you learn from. from. And based on that mistake, you can do better and better and better. It's a stepping stone. Mm. You know, I where should I start? I could list so many mistakes, even in books where I wish I had written it differently, like levels of energy where I write things that aren't. I wrote it in 2010, and some of the names in there aren't even relevant anymore in 2020. The book is out is outdated. Mm. Or a book where I said a book I once wrote in the German language where I said, anybody can have out-of-body experiences anytime, which I now know is not true. That's a mistake. Or the time where a half a million dollars were stolen from me because I naively shared my account with my uh, now ex-wife. Mm 
mm-hmm. or the time. Um, <laughs> I could go on and on all day, you know, and that's fine. That's that's entirely okay. My message to anyone is: please make mistakes and make more mistakes because that's how you learn. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Now, um, from all the tools that you have learned along the way and the ones that you share or perhaps one that ones that are personal to you is are there some that you use on regular basis yourself like day to day you know the the longer i'm in this the less techniques i use because the more the better you get the less effort is required so you reach a point where the effort is really reduced. Now, if there's an emergency, I'll use a technique called um, commanding manifestation. Mm-hmm. You can see that for free on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It's called Command Command Manifestation by Frederick Dotson. I explain how it works in in my video. I I still use that. And sometimes I use something called intention and objection, which I describe in my book, The Reality Creation Technique, Mm -hmm. once in a while, but but that's rare. And sometimes I'll just remember who I am, you know, who am I on level eight? Those are my three main go-tos. More isn't really needed. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's easy. Yeah. I love that. I use the one, um, the the last one you said is like, who am I on this next next level all the time? Uh, Create, I have like a life script of this is the next level of what I want to create. And then trying to identify and become familiar with who's the version of me that has access to this and constantly try to, you know, pull that into right now and into my body all the time. That's really good. So thank you for that. Um, What about uh, like any rituals that you have on day-to-day basis? People nowadays are just fascinated by, you know, how um, a morning ritual or a nighttime ritual or things that you do on a regular basis. And if you don't, if you do, I'd love to hear what that is. And if you don't, I'd love to also know what your day looks like. What are you doing these days? Day in the life of Frederick Dodson. Hmm. I don't have any regular program. I switch a lot. You know, focus, focus shifts a lot. It means I'm just going in the direction that feels right today. Just because it was right yesterday doesn't mean it has to be right today. Uh, but I do frequently um, play tennis. I play tennis about three times a week. So you could call that a regular ritual. Mm -hmm. That's my meditation because that's while playing tennis, I just go to no mind, no thinking. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably swim in my pool three times a week. I probably work out about three times a week. Um, I probably do four posts on social media every day, mm-hmm. except for weekends. Mm-hmm. 
those are routines that I do have, I got to say. So it's the tennis, the workout, the swimming, and the four posts. That's something that's always there. And the rest is open to whatever comes up, work, coaching, writing, uh, music making, uh, driving to somebody to coach them, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Lots really- of, lots- Flexibility and adaptability and and sounds like just variety. Yeah, it changes. It should change, you know. Um, there should be things that are fairly stable, but that's like 20% of your life should be fixed and stable. You know, like um, my wife is a stable part. Uh, the tenants is a stable part and the rest is pretty flexible. Yeah. Very cool. Um, now, what's what's next for you? Like, what's are you working on a book? I know you put on seminars and obviously do private coaching and things like that. Would you the share? next? The next very big thing is my levels of energy course from the twenty sixth to the twenty eighth of May, two thousand twenty three, in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. Uh, conference room right beside the beach, uh, capped at 100 participants, and that's what I'm currently preparing for. The reason it's so far out is because that's how much time I contemplate on it. So I have an event, I only do one event a year, and then I just contemplate on it all the time, how I could make it the next better version of an event, you know, how people could learn even more in a quicker time, how they could experience more of themselves. I just, every event that I do, I want to make it better than before. It's got to be stuff that you can only experience in groups, because if it's not, you don't need a seminar for it. You can learn it on Zoom or or at home, you know. So, yeah, that's that's pretty big. That's probably the biggest thing this year. And I would assume it's pretty hands-on, like experiential and and hands-on. Yes, it's all. It's not much lecturing, not much talking, no writing, no reading. Mm. It's all games and exercises, mm. and. Half of the exercises and games are new, and the other half is what I've done in other seminars. Okay. So it's always got to be half new because it's in the freshness that, that things get exciting. Yeah, totally. Well, it sounds like you're to- you're like absolutely tapped in and tuned in for what excites you as a person, which then determines the experience that you provide for other people. Yeah, people are attracted to the light. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Well, I have um, your links to your uh, workshop. I had already looked into it. It's on my calendar, so hopefully I can make it. If anybody else is listening to this and wants to go, jump on uh, this this seminar with me. And um, thank you so much for giving me your time. I know that you are busy and I'm, I'm so glad you went to Lake Nona that day so I can have this opportunity to chat with you today. You're very welcome.
Thank you. Well, I encourage you guys to check out Frederick uh, Dodson on his website. We'll put all the notes, all the uh, links in the show note. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know I took lots of notes and it was very eye-opening for me. And uh, tune in for the next episode of Secret Lives of Expanders. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some applicable nuggets to quantum leap your life and your practice. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and be the first to know when we release our next guest here on Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nona Javid, D-J-A-V-I-D, to keep up with my not-so-secret life. And um, check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me and Elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. We'll see you at the next episode.